0: We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edith To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. So we're in our Very very Good News series, and um, the Very, Very Good News series. And as Ben said last week, it's gooder than you think. It's very, very gooder. And we're coming to it like a different... I, I suppose a different phase in this series, the way I see it. And we've been, been looking at what the gospel means for us, our position in Christ, we're forgiven, no condemnation made right. But I want to talk about living as gospel people and uh, how it affects our life personally, how it affects um, how we live, and then how it affects how we see our world and encounter people in our world, how we represent Jesus in our world. Jesus uh, said this in Luke chapter 4, verse 14. Uh, It's actually talking about Jesus. It says, Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. He'd been in the wilderness at this point in time. He'd been baptised, gone into the wilderness. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. Then he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home. He went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll, found the place where it was written. This is what he said. This is what he read out. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has appointed me to bring good news, this is that same word we're talking about, the gospel, the good news, to the poor. Where it says the poor there, it doesn't just mean those with not much money. It actually referred to that whole group of people who were cast down or maybe who were sick, who were just those parts of society who were, seemed to be on the outer. That's who it's, that's who it's talking to. He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives be released. We we sang a lot about, you know, um, chains being sort of broken this morning. And that's a good theme because this is really the theme of this morning. That the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. And that the time of the Lord's favour has come. And today I want to talk about living in the freedom that God has given us. Living in freedom. And uh, we all want to be free from things that constrain us, whether it's a mindset, whether it's a pattern. Living free. Because the gospel hasn't just set us free from the penalty of sin, but it's also set us free from the power, or the hold, or the control of sin in our life. Um, I, I read this book this week. Called, for, It's written by a 100-year-old Jewish guy. called He's called it The Happiest Man on Earth, Eddie Jacku. It's an easy read. When I say easy read, it's a few-hour read, but it's not an easy read because most of it's how this horrific treatment through World War II when he was in concentration camp, and it was not just one, but one after the other, one after the other. I just wonder how he actually survived. He finally got out there about 27 kilograms left of him finally found his way to australia and decided that he was going to live a happy blessed life it talks about his story and i was thinking about this book after i read it and imagine if he moved to australia but free from the change but but couldn't move out from the mindset of a prisoner of of a concentration camp, still lived in that fear, still lived in that containment, just barely surviving, still lived in that mindset. His his book wouldn't be called The Happiest Man on Earth, i tell you that. He'd still be affected by those things that happened, things that had been done to him, the injustices, things that had been done to his family, living in a prison without bars. And, you know, we can get stuck in old patterns and be contained and bound even though the good news says we're free. And has anyone ever locked their keys in their car? I used to do this a bit. In my younger day, before I was married, I was driving around my HJ Holden and uh, I locked the keys in the car. The RAA man finally came and let me in and he told me about a story the day before, he went to someone who else also locked their keys in their car. And they'd been waiting two hours for him. And when he got there, he just reached through the window and unlocked it. The car was so clean and the windows were so clean, he thought they were closed. That's why you should never clean your car. No. <laughs> so, sorry, Moa. And he was held captive for two hours believing a lie. And you know that's what happens can happen to us. Cuz uh we hear the declaration the good, you know, Jesus is our savior and king. I've come to give you life and it's all its abundance. I've come to make you whole to to give you a blessing and acceptance. And we decide to follow Jesus, but sometimes the old patterns of thinking, the old habits, hold us back. Jesus said this in John chapter 8, verse 32. I think we've got this scripture. You shall know the truth, and the truth sh- shall set you free. The truth shall set you free. Uh, sometimes we quote it, the, the truth shall set you free. It's actually when you know the truth. It sets you free. And the way it does it is if, uh, you know, we, we think our life is okay, but then the word of God is like the truth. It's like, you can imagine it being like a ruler, a straight-edge ruler. And we look like we're straight until we hold the word of God up to us. And then when we, we see, oh, hang on, that part's not just right. And sometimes we believe a lie thinking it's our lot in life, but the word of God says something different. And the word of God, when it's in us, is is to set us free from those things that seem to bind us. And as we understand what Jesus has done for us and live in line with that, we are set free. You know, the freedom comes in the follow. The freedom comes in the follow. I'm going to use that term a few times over the next weeks or so. Because that's where we're set free, when we follow Jesus. Just tell someone the freedom's in the follow. Come on, come on, help me out today hey (coughs) let's pray lord i thank you i pray as we just unpack this that just the lights will come on in certain areas of our life lord that we will be a people who live free that who live in that blessing of the good news lord we thank you in jesus name i pray you'll take these simple words and, and make them powerful in jesus name amen you know when you grow in in the good news as gospel people it involves change who loves change Come on, come on, Who, who's not too sure? It changes our beliefs, it changes the way we live and we operate. And I know change isn't easy for some people. It unsettles us. But um, many people are held back for what God wants for them because either they don't want to change or don't know how to change. And you know, we can even become very uncomfortable in our dysfunction. And living a life less than God designed. And if we have doing it for a long time and we come up with an argument why we can't or shouldn't, you know, do something new. But if you believe God has something more for you than you have right now, guess what? It means change. It means following him somewhere. And we need to be able to embrace that. And today I really want us to catch a bit of a concept... And, and then I'm going to build on that concept over the, over the coming months. Um, I'm going to tell you a parable. A parable, well, three parables, three animals. I actually talked about these three animals seven years ago. Some of you might remember. And it's the parable of the bear, the elephant, and the hummingbird. Does anyone remember them? Seven years ago. Some, some of you, who remembers what I preached last week? No seven years ago, the bear, the elephant and the hummingbird. The bear and the elephant and the hummingbird walk into a bar and the bear says to the elephant, why the long face? (laughs) You didn't get it? Why the long face? No, it's not that. I sounded better in my head. We'll start with the bear. Actually, these, these three animals represent ways we can be stuck. Even though Jesus has set us free. Let's talk about the bear. He looks happy, doesn't he? There once was a bear. He was trapped as a very young bear and taken as a pet and put in a cage about as big as this. Let's say it's three metres by two metres. And it was pretty cruel. And he could just walk three metres that way, three metres that way, or two metres this way, and two metres that way, and then he hit the bars. And for years and years, that's all he did. Just walked around, and that was his pattern of life. And then something happened. One day, the greenie came and saved him and and took him back to the forest. And this forest was, the bear got saved. Um, He heard the gospel and believed. They took him back to the woods, which is basically bear paradise, and um, bare heaven he was there and no more bars he was just in the middle of the little paddock there and guess what he did he walked three meters this way and three meters that way and two meters this way and two meters that way even though he had a field full of flowers honey rivers salmon bare heaven his, his rescuers watched him in disbelief. They expected him to run off into the wilderness, um, but he, could just, he was stuck in that way of living. The bars were gone. He was a free bear, but he only knew one way to walk. He was locked into a way of living. He didn't realise he could do anything else. He was stuck in the footsteps of the past, even though he had been set free. What started as a restriction many years ago became his norm, became his lot in life. There was a new opportunity, he'd been praying about it, he could see it, but he didn't change the way he walked. He refused to walk differently. He knew it'd be okay if I just walk three metres this way and two metres that way, it'll be okay, I'll be okay. He wanted a life that was free. The bear's held captive by a lie, an old pattern of thinking. This is my lot in life. It's not much, but it's what I've got. He's probably walking in this patch, still dreaming about the stream, which is over there. He's got on his bare fridge, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's reciting, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, yet he's still walking in his little square. He's actually free but stuck the bars that hold us in bondage are gone and uh, not just gone but destroyed a couple of verses just to talk about this Colossians 2 verse 15 uh, 14 15 is that yep he cancelled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing to the cross In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. He disarmed the forces against him. John 1 verse 8. Uh, John 1, John 3 verse 8? Is that it? Thanks. For this purpose... No, not that one. Uh, Yeah, that's it. You got it right. Just at the end of that, I just want to pick up. The Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. And we can be set free by Jesus. He can say we're free, but we can still live in bondage. How do we do this? First, we've got to change our thinking, be transformed and, and, and believe you're empowered by God. Believe the restrictions of the past are gone. How many times have you slipped, slipped back in an old way of doing things? You know when we usually do that? When things go wrong, we have a bit of a failure, so we shrink back. I can identify with that. Jesus said, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to set the captives free, to release those who are in bondage, to proclaim liberty to the cap- captives, And I want to let you know, or I want you to make a declaration that the bars are gone. The chains are broken. And you need to make a declaration. I won't be a bear. I won't be a bear with a sore head. And I won't be a bear. I won't be trapped by past patterns. Sometimes we've got to see it. And this morning I just want you to see a few things. Because the bear had a friend and he his name was the elephant let's have a look at actually and the first i want to talk about the little elephant because once upon a time that little elephant he was captured and he was taken to a zoo he was only a little you know the little tiny elephants and what they do or what they used to do they used to put a chain around their leg who's ever seen that and put a stake in the ground and when you're a little elephant you try and pull it out and you can't pull it out because it's just too strong. And after a while you get sore leg, calluses, and you learn never to try and pull that thing out again. But after a while that little elephant grows into that big elephant there. And you know what that big elephant could do with that chain? It could just go like that and trample down the whole circus. But elephants have a good memory. The memory of an elephant. And he just remembers what it was like as an elephant. He just knows he can't pull that thing out, even though he can, because he's bigger. He's stronger than he realises. Hey, you know how the devil tries to trick us? He's called the father of lies. Back in the first read about him in the garden, what did he? He twists the truth. In the wilderness, when Jesus was there, he twisted the truth. That's what it means uh, the devil is a liar and he'll try and twist things or con us so we live a life contained. So, this little elephant tried, but uh, when he was little, and he never again tried to pull that stake out. He didn't realize the power he had inside of him when he was that grown up elephant. He was deceived, and I believe that some of us don't realise the power we have within us. Something happened years ago. We tried, we failed, and so we shrink back. But guess what? You're bigger now. When I mean that, I mean you're bigger in God. You know you've got the spirit of God within you. You're more powerful than you realise. And some of us don't realise the strength we have within us. I tried that before, Darren, I got hurt, I, but never again. I'm, I'm not going to try that again. we we'll see ourselves as small when actually the Spirit of God lives within us. Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now glory be to God, who is able through his mighty power at work where? within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. That sounds big. What about Ephesians 1 verse 19 and 20? And I pray that you will understand, Paul's praying for the Christians, understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. This this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the right hand of honour, at God's right hand, sorry, in the heavenly realms. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us so let's not let let's not believe the lies God is working within you God sees you as as full of the Holy Spirit you are fully of, of the Holy Spirit you were stronger than you once were I remember when I was a kid there was a huge tree and I was always too scared to climb it you know when you're little And I came back and I saw that tree when I was about 30 years old. And guess what? It was about this high. I thought, was that the tree? It was the tree. When I was little it seemed so huge. But now it just seemed like, is that the thing? And I tell you what, you're bigger than you realise when I say that the spirit of God is within you. I want to tell you that you're stronger than you once were. The tree was the same. Hey, You might have failed or tried or something, but you're bigger now. So the bear teaches us that um, you know, we can be trapped by past patterns. The elephant teaches us that, that we are stronger than we realise. So let's go for something more delicate. The hummingbird. There he is. He's not as mighty as the elephant, but uh, much more delicate. Once was a man and he put this bird feeder in his garden. And this hummingbird used to come and eat the stuff in there. What do you put in the hummingbird feeder? Anyone? I don't know. But after a while, there, about three other hummingbirds come along and they started eating as well. And one day the man went out to feed, filled the thing up and he noticed it was still fairly full. He said, what's going on? So he peered out the window and this little hummingbird was there. And when the other birds came, he used to scare them off. Get away. This is my feeder. Right. But the problem was he was always there because he couldn't leave his spot because if he left his spot, someone else might steal his stuff. So he was, he was trapped, fighting others off, but trapped in this, in this place. He could never fly away. He was trapped in a uh, cage without bars as well. You know, we can be bound and held captive by the things we feed on. The bear was trapped by past patterns. The elephant didn't realise how strong he was, but this hummingbird couldn't move, move forward. He wanted to protect his little patch and he was held captive by whatever he, what he, what he, what he was feeding on. So let me ask you, what, what are you feeding on? Because whatever you're feeding on in your life will either set you free or or keep you trapped. One of the two. What are you engrossed in? What are you letting into your soul? What are you letting you know, what are you watching on TV? What are you reading? What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? What are you distracted by? Because it keeps us bound in a cage. Unless it lines up with what God has for us, and the freedom that's found in the gospel can be, can be nullified when we feed on the wrong things, because whatever we feed on strengthens us in that space. We feed on God's word and God's purposes; that strengthens, strengthens us in that space. We feed on some other rubbish or just stuff which is useless. We so st- that. That leads us, it contains us. And that can be something that's really just bad news or just something that's just not useful. We're getting wrapped up in something and it takes you off on a tangent when God wants to do something else with you. The gospel, the freedom in the gospel will be nullified when we feed on the wrong thing. So, what's the bear? The bear teaches us we can be trapped by past patterns. The elephant teaches us, hang on, you're stronger than you realise. This hummingbird teaches us that we can be held captive by things we feed on. The two believed the lie and the last one because of what he fed on. I love it when people move on from their limitations. And today I just wanted to paint a few pictures. Over the next month or so, we're going to talk about, you know, walking, walking with God. But sometimes we need to just see. And I hope that you've maybe seen a few things in your life. Hey, I think I'm a bit like the bear in that space. I, I, I'm a bit like the elephant. I remember those things and I won't do that thing again because something happened. And I oh, better check my diet, see what I'm feeding on. You are what you eat. Don't they say that? Hmm. Hey, it's so important not only to receive and believe the good news, but to follow Jesus. And to follow Jesus is an important key. Romans chapter 12, verse one, we're gonna finish with this. And dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is the way to worship him. Verse 2, really important. Don't copy the behaviour or customs of this world. It's talking about patterns, patterns of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn what God's will is for you, which is good, pleasing and perfect. The freedom comes in to follow. It starts with filling our mind with the right things and it's not just filling our mind, it's, filling, it's changing our steps. But when you fill your, whatever you fill your mind with is usually where you're going to walk anyway. Such a powerful verse. Let's pray. Lord, I pray you'll help us recognise, you know, maybe some patterns in our life, just a a contrary to what you're trying to do in our life. And Lord, where we need to change, I pray you'll give us the resolve and, and the help to do this. We know that your word sets us free. It's the truth that sets us free. We also know that the Holy Spirit has come to give us freedom and liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I pray we'll be people who just get into your word and also be filled with your Holy Spirit, Lord. That we can be changed to be like you as we follow you, Lord. That we can be your people, your gospel people, your ambassadors in this world. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen.